Hello, everybody. Welcome to this week's episode of the American Standard. If you're new here, my name is Nick Sacramani, and in this podcast, we delve into the world of politics and see how the actions of our political leaders pertain to the Constitution of the United States. Just a quick announcement before I begin. If you don't follow me on Instagram, at the American Standard, all lowercase with uh, underscores in between each of the words, go do so because you impact what comes on to this show. So on the last, after the last segment, I posted on my story, COVID versus impeachment, which one would you guys like to hear next? COVID won in a crushing vote. So that's what we'll be talking about today. Since it's such a big topic and there's so many areas in it, I picked the two most controversial and the two most talked about right now, schools reopening and vaccine distribution. We'll look at an interview with, on CBS from Dr. Anthony Fauci, and then we'll read some of Biden's rollout for vaccine plans, his rollout plan for more vaccines. So without further ado, let's get into it. The interview on CBS starts with them saying vaccines by April for all. That's what Biden was saying. If you remember, that's what Mr. Fauci was saying as well. But now they're saying no, they're saying July. Why? Because we don't have enough. Cut one. Go. We need a reality check here. We heard the president say last night that he thinks that the vaccine will be available by the end of July. I've also heard you say it could be by the end of April. Do you think that's still possible? No, I think uh, closer to what the president had said, when we were talking about April, we were hoping that when you say available, you're talking about to anybody beyond the um, layered uh, priorities, you know, the 1A, 1B, 1C. And then you get to the point where you say now anybody who's anybody can wind up getting a vaccine. We were hoping... We know what everybody means. Thanks for clarifying. It's just a way for you to dodge the question. When he see, he just basically went on and on about what everybody means and how it means that people who aren't eligible right now for it can get it by the end of April. Just to clarify, because that was a lot of explaining to do, which was not even necessary. Continue. That it would be by the end of April. But what has happened is that the doses that we were expecting uh, earlier from the J&J likely will not be available for another couple of months. You know, the extra doses from J&J are not going to be ready for another couple of months. So we don't have enough vaccines for everybody to get them. Okay. Hmm. Maybe, 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 maybe. If the Biden administration had not lost 20 million of them, we still don't know where they are. You know, if a winter storm didn't delay another 6 million, and maybe if Cuomo didn't bend his rules throughout January and throwing unused vaccines away, we would have had enough. But, you know, we got to wait for J&J. That's what we got to wait for. Let me just rewind a second to the Cuomo example that I just brought up. Cuomo bent his rules in January and had unused vaccines for people who did not fit the guidelines thrown away. Why would you throw the vaccines away? Don't you have a standby list? Probably not. Do you? I'm seriously asking that. Andrew Cuomo, if you're listening to Governor Cuomo, if you're listening to this, do you have a standby list? Do you have a standby list in which if people who are not eligible for the vaccines, other people who want them and are in line can get them? Because you shouldn't be throwing those away. That's ridiculous. 
Wow. Wow. You know, vaccines getting thrown out is the next, you know, one of these questions brought up indirectly in this interview, and you'll hear it in a second. It's not exactly pertaining to the Cuomo instance. It's just she said she's heard reports of vaccines being thrown away. And he asked, she asked Fauci about it. So what does he do? Well, he dodges it and proceeds to go back on, you know, goes to back the people who threw him away. Cut two. Go. We all get the vaccine as soon as we can. There seems to be a difference in how this every state seems to handle it differently. Do we need to have a uniform process? Because, you know, I hear reports of vaccines being thrown out. I hear reports of people showing up and getting it because they have leftover doses. What can we do to get it on track and get it going smoothly? You know, Gail, that is that is an issue that's been around for a long time, because on the one hand, you want to respect the ability and the right of states who it's been around a long time. How has it been around a long time when the vaccine came out, when the first vaccines came out in December? You mean to tell me that we've had this issue from the start and nobody's thought of anything yet? No one's thought, hey, let's create a standby list until right now. Are you insane? That sounds ludicrous. Continue. Know their own situation well to make their own decisions about that. And there's a reluctance always to dictate from above. But the point that you make is a good point. There should be some sort of consistency, not necessarily identical from state to state. But I think what you're referring to is what I myself am seeing when I ask around is that the, the, the capability of a person in one category to get a vaccine differs greatly from state to state. Hopefully that will smooth out as we get more vaccine doses. You know, the interest. Hopefully it will smooth out as we get more vaccine doses. You know, it's going to smooth out eventually. Just create a standby list. It's not that hard. It shouldn't be. It's kind of common sense, don't you think? Hey, you know, there's an extra vaccine here because Marinda, who's 80, didn't come get it. Oh, we'll give it to Tommy, who's 35 in the workforce. Oh, look over here. Peggy didn't come get it. Oh, we'll give it to John over here. It's not hard. Most states have done that. In fact, this guy can't go out there and say states, you know, can have a, you know, there's other ways for states to do this. You know, states can, they can create a standby list. They can... Uh, you know, give extra vaccines to people who want them but are not necessarily, you know, a priority. You know, they can do whatever they with it. He didn't say any of that. He just went on a whole hoopla and dodged the entire question. He just gave her an answer that had nothing pertaining to the question, how can we stop? How can we maximize the amount of doses of vaccines and get the people who need to be prior, who need to be vaccin- vaccinated prioritized? That was the question. And he went on this whole hoopla of basically, you know, that's a good question. That's a good point. You're trying, you know, the point you're trying to make, it differs from state to state. There needs to be a consistency. All you need to say is states should create a stand, you know, states can create a standby list based on states. So you had to say states can create a standby list based on their current situations. But I will give props to Fauci. I will give him props and I will give President Biden props as well, because we have our first constitutional issue, vaccine eligibility. You know, this is left for the states to decide because it's a different situation per state. So the Constitution says the federal government can't make a law if it differs from state to state. So, so far, so for Biden and Fauci, this is the correct move. So I give props, okay? Um, so 
speaking of President Biden, we went to go find his plan, and I kind of found out part of the plan that was about the vaccines. So Biden says he wants 1.5 million a day and 10.5 million a week starting February 2nd. He he obtained that, okay? And he's patting himself on the back like he obtained something big. I hate to say it, Mr. Biden, you ha- you really have nothing to do with it because that's not how enterprise in America works. The vaccine gets developed, right? So you the government throws money at it until basically it's, you know, a starting number is produced. This is how vaccines are made. So the government throws money at it and a starting number is produced. Let's say 1 million vaccines are produced. Those 1 million are then administered to the public as the supply goes down. Obviously, the demand for more goes up. So all 1 million shots are uh, administered. Then the company maybe has 5,000, you know, that they produced, like 500,000 they produce, and those go out. So now you went from 1 million to 5,000. That's why the graph is up and down. If you look at it, um, and then as obviously now it's up to the companies to, you know, they're going to produce how many they can produce at a steady rate. So it was inevitable, basically. It's inevitable. It doesn't matter who was in office. You were going to reach 1.5 million. The only reason some sci- you know, some scientists and the, Trump's, and the Trump crowd credit President Trump for the 1 million mark was because his operation was the one funding it. Warp Speed funded it. And, you know, and paying for that, they, they paid for the initial, you know, starting and they paid for it and then they paid for the initial 1 million and then government funding kind of stopped for it. It's still going, obviously, but it's obviously warp speed is no longer really funding it as much. But the, basically, so the only thing Biden did was create a federal mask mandate, which he broke a few hours later, but that doesn't really matter. You know, it's, it's irony, but he created a federal mask mandate. And another and another concern with this, you know, a concern with this mandate was a lot of people were asking, is the mandate constitutional? And yes, yes, it is. The courts have made the jurisdiction. So the Constitution says the courts can determine what law is constitutional, what laws are not. And they ruled it is constitutional. So fine. What's not constitutional? I don't care if the courts say it, but the, I've read the Constitution. The Constitution says this isn't constitutional. If a, if a business does not have a mask mandate, then the federal government can go and shut them down. That has happened. The, the federal government has closed them. Unconstitutional. That is a business's right to impose what they want. A business has that right. They can impose whatever they want. They can say, you know, I don't want to have a mask mandate. I don't have to. You can't shut them down for that. So, unconstitutional. Let's wrap up that part of the podcast. Let's go into podcast section two, which is schools. I'm in school myself, so this to me does pertain to me, and I look at this very closely. So we're in the same interview with Fauci. Fauci's, Fauci's telling us that schools could, re, you know, Fauci told us that Biden said schools could reopen by fall. But, you know, we got to say, you know, you got to follow the CDC guidelines and whatever. So here's that part of the interview. Cut three, go. President is saying that younger children in lower schools could be back in the classrooms by spring. What's behind that could? What needs to happen for spring to be the timeline? You know, I'm I'm not, you know, Tony, I, I don't want to try and read his mind what he said about could. I mean, I, I what I think he meant, and again, obviously, the, the final decision will be up to him. What I think he meant is that if you look at the CDC guidelines and the things that were recommended about how to make their entry and the maintenance of kids in school, particularly at that age, 
are the things that were delineated in the CDC guidelines. And I believe what the president meant is that if we adhere to those guidelines, that we could get the kids back to school in the date that he mentioned. You know, if we follow the CDC guidelines, we could get them back to school by the date he mentioned. What's the name of this guy? Notice how they don't say schools can and they will reopen. They can reopen. They say they could because what's going to happen is, is if it doesn't turn out that way, they'll face a lot of political pressure from the establishment. Again, we tie it back to the establishment. And then they're going to – and then basically if, if he says could, it's a slimy answer. So he's some wiggle room. He's going to be like if he can't open them, oh, the pandemic was too bad. We don't have enough vaccines. We don't have enough this. Please. Please. This guy's a quack. I only gave him props once. He's a quack. You know, it's just like, you know, back in 2016 when they were accusing Trump of colluding with Russia. You know, Comey gave all those slimy answers. You know, this could lead to Russia collusion. You know, this could mean this. It, it, they, they, they knew it wasn't true. And they just said could because then they're going to be like, oh, because the evidence pointed that way. Or the evidence we had pointed that way. And that's, you know, we didn't know, basically. And he talks a lot about these CDC guidelines. You know, he's back in the CDC guidelines. It's the CDC guidelines. We went on the CDC, you know. The CDC guidelines says wear a mask, social distance, follow the arrows and the plexiglass. And that's all we've all been doing that, though. Schools, my school is open. They've been doing that. But now, now it's just getting ridiculous. Now, now they're telling you, change the ventilation systems. The ventilation system? Air in, air out. It's not very hard. It's not a hard concept to understand what a ventilation system is. They want us to change the ventilation systems. Do they change it anywhere else? I'm genuinely curious. Do they change it in where you're working, Mr. Fauci, at the CDC office? Are they changing it at any of the supermarkets or the stores? No. What about in the damn hospitals? No. But in schools where the kids are. The least prone to this virus. Oh, but we're concerned about the teachers. Thankfully, they're eligible for the vaccine. No, thanks to you. I'm sure not many of you knew this, but the CDC and Fauci's office was not number one in vaccine development. Pfizer was. He also says in this plan, everyone needs PPE in order to open. Yeah, we on the CDC, you know, we got to make sure all the uh, people have PPE. Make sure they all have PPE. The right PPE to open. They have PPE already. Everybody has PPE. Where have you been? We've had PPE for since last March. Almost, we're almost a year in this pandemic. There's, there's 50 brands of masks. There's masks, you know, colored masks that you can have, you know, designs on them. There's kids masks. There's medical masks. There's 50 different brands of hand sanitizers, toilet paper up the wazoo. There's everything. Everything. We have enough PPE. We have enough cleaning products. Schools, there, there's being billions of dollars pumped into this. They have the resources to open. Again, no thanks to you. It's, this is a part where I'll give props to former President Trump. He did do a good job in ensuring that everybody got PPE. He imported PPE. Good for him. He got the ventilators. He got the masks. He's got everything. You know, but I, again, I'll give credit where credit is due. Fauci told us from day one to social distance to wear a mask. Fine. Easy. Follow the arrows. Easy. Put up the plexiglass. Got it. But now this is getting out of control, you know. Now, you got to wear two masks because one mask is 42% effective. 
the beginning of the pandemic, they told it was 95% effective. Now it's 42% effective. What changed? The mask to have a gender switch? They just say, you know what? I don't want to be as effective as I once was. But now, two, they're 92% effective. I might as well wear the whole damn box. I'll wear 50 masks. I'll be immune. By this logic, it's ludicrous. It's, it's ludicrous. They're just, they're just making stuff up now. It goes back, you know, to when we talk about ludicrous, the ventilation system. We just went into that. But really, I, I, I can't. We're going to change the ventilation system. Gotta get kids back to school safely. Oh my god. Listen to this guy. I'll I have nothing else more to say when it comes when it comes to stuff like that. Um It's really it's it's really tough to kind of debunk this kind of stuff because it just they just keep adding new things. So I'm in school right now. We're doing okay, knock on wood. So hopefully everybody else opens up safely. That is the end of the podcast for today. Thank you for tuning into the American Standard, where we hold everybody accountable to one standard, which is the American one. I'm Nick Sakamani, your host, and I'll see you in the next one. Peace.